0: Welcome to episode 51 of Magic FM. I'm Gabby Sparks, one of your hosts today, joined by Mashi Scanlon. As always, Mashi, welcome to episode 51. Can you believe 51, it? 51,
1: Gabby. I we're know. almost there. I
0: know. It's I'm crazy. so excited. I can't believe it. It's been a whole year. It doesn't feel real. So, In some ways, it feels like we just started this podcast yesterday. But then when you look at our show notes document, it's really big.
1: <laughs> Actually, you know what's so funny? We were, we were having this whole, I mean, time is so weird. During COVID, I know uh, we've said it a million times. I, I know I certainly have. But one of our topics today is, is, are the bannings that happened this week in Standard. And Gabby and I were literally going over the show notes. And Gabby does all the heavy lifting here. So she prepped the show notes. I was like, wait, Gabby, we, we already talked about that, right? <laughs> no we didn't the betting was on monday and i was like what are you talking about
0: It, it, it blew my mind too because i was you know i talked to Luis about show notes too and like he helps me figure out some topics and stuff and i was like "Luis, what are we talking about this week and he's just like well you already talked about the bands and i stopped and i'm like did we though i'm not so sure we talked about the bands so as it turns out, we didn't. We had to go check the show notes. And yeah, we indeed had not talked about the bands because it happened this Monday. It feels like it, it honestly feels like it's been so long now.
1: Yeah, but looking at the show notes now, it's just like this document. Do you, do you know? Don't don't check right now. Gabby, do you know how many pages? Because So for those out there, we have one long document that has the show notes in it. Do you know how many pages are show notes? Oof,
0: are? I can try to take a guess.
1: Take a guess, yeah. Uh,
0: I would guess like 40 pages, maybe.
1: Not yeah, close. You're off. Off? You're off. You're not. You're like over 50.
0: Higher or lower? Higher. Higher. Uh, 60 pages.
1: Close. Close. 67.
0: Whoa, that's a long document.
1: It yeah. is. It is. So it's going way, way back in time. Way, yeah, that's way back
0: really in cool. Time. That is awesome. So,
1: well, you have you have the brothers in town, right? The Scott Vargas uh, brothers. We've
0: got. We've got 300% more Scott Vargas around here. So we have oh, Yeah, I know. We've got so much Scott Vargas here. So Luisa's brothers who live in the Bay Area uh did a road trip to come visit us here in Denver. Oh. It's a They drove up. drove. Yeah. And they did it in like they slept on the way and then they came here. It was a 19-hour road trip. Super duper long. But they-
1: when you say they slept on the way was that like they were driving the whole time like someone slept and someone drove and then yeah switched? I think
0: I think they, they they kept switching around I think they may have stopped at some point in like Salt Lake City I'm not sure exactly where they stopped but basically they just wanted to try to do it in one shot just to play it safe you know not have to stay anywhere or you know um, interact with people because of the pandemic right now. So they they did this really obscenely long road trip um, to come visit us for the week. And it's been so cool. They've been here basically this entire week. So we've gotten to hang out and play games. And we've played Among Us. And it's just cool to see them because, I don't know, we haven't seen them in so long.
1: That's awesome. So what did you guys end up doing for dinner tonight?
0: Uh, We ate pupusas today. And what did we do yesterday? I can't remember. But we played a one-shot D&D campaign, which was really, really fun.
1: Oh, yeah. That's right. You mentioned that. You mentioned that. Yeah. Did Luis tell you that ASV used to work for us at Channel Fireball?
0: I didn't know that. What did he do? Yeah,
1: He was an editor.
0: No way. Edit That's so cool. Yeah.
1: yeah. So we had LSV and ASV. So uh, yeah, it was a good time. And they're a lot of fun. His Luis, Luis's youngest brother, they're both very different than Luis. Yes. But they're both very different in different ways because they're extremely different from each other. Like I would say both brothers are closer to Luis than to each other. In terms of their personality, yeah, and stuff. I think
0: so. I mean, Luis is like a really big personality.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's very, very interesting. Uh, and uh, I, I both his brothers are great. They're it's wonderful, they're all super, super nice. So yeah, I'm jealous. It's, you guys it's get been the really, whole clan.
0: really wonderful having them here. I'm excited about this weekend. Obviously, playing the D campaigns was really cool. They get to hang out with their knees. So it's just it's it's been great all around. It's been very no, cool. No, nice, nice, yeah. nice, nice. How about you? How are you doing, Mosh? <laughs>
1: Oh man, I, you know, I switched up my my workout routine because mm-hmm. I think I I think my I was getting a little bit I don't know like stuck in a rut and I think it was not good for me mentally. So I started going like full blown cardio. Run oh, I run every day now. I either run or do spin. I can't quite, every quite, day. I can't do every day because my my feet and my calves hurt. Like I'm not. I the recovery time is getting better and better, but I hadn't done cardio in a very long time, uh, and it was definitely a lesson in like. Forty-one-year-old Mashi can't push past like the the pain quite as much as like yeah. you know, twenty-seven-year-old. Guess what? Mashi Getting to... old is a
0: thing. It happens. Yeah.
1: So <laughs> you, but it's Mashi, nice. you may
0: not look any different than you did ten years ago, but you are actually ten years older. <laughs> yeah, I can yeah. confirm because I saw those old Magic TVs of you where you look exactly <laughs> the same.
1: It's true. The only way you can tell I'm aging is Luis is changing.
0: Yeah. Well, it, yeah. It's really funny because for those who don't know, I you know, we've, we've rebooted Magic TV and those are starting to come out again on YouTube, on the Channel Fireball YouTube sponsor of the podcast. And uh, as part of doing this reboot, I was going into the old episodes, trying to find some stuff to get it ready for the reboot. And I found episodes all the way from like 11 years ago, basically. And if you look at those pictures, Raptor looks unrecognizable. Like he looks totally different. He just looks very different. And also he's wearing glasses back then. He's had LASIK since then. Luis oh, wow. looks like a different person. He just did oh, yeah. not even look like himself. I actually feel like he looks younger nowadays than he did in those videos. And then you look exactly okay. the same. Just like you put two pictures next to each other, and that you could not tell me which one is like further back in time.
1: I have, I have it's because I have a picture in the garage that's aging for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, as long as that picture is safe, I'm safe. You know, I, so uh, we have our kind of um, celebratory among us.
0: We Game do, we do. We have two up. things. We have two things that I wanted to make sure that we mentioned. Thank you for reminding me, Amash. That was great. Mm-hmm. Um, So our 52nd episode is coming up soon. That's going to be next week. We're super excited. And to celebrate the 52nd episode, we made two things. We're planning two things. The first mm-hmm. one is we have a giveaway going on um i'll make sure that the giveaway tweet is linked in the show notes for this episode if you want to find it but it's just on the magic fm twitter also it's uh just twitter.com slash magic fm podcast um we're giving away a booster box of eternal masters and the prompt for the giveaway is just tell us the best thing that happened to you this year we wanted to get a little bit more cheer and positivity out there yeah um so thank you to anybody who's shared there's been a ton of awesome responses it's been been really cool I don't know. It's just nice to celebrate like good things happening to people.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Uh, we also have this Among Us thing. And you may not realize this, Gabby. I am now like, I don't want to say OBS master, but I had oh, to. Oh, are produce, you
0: ready to stream it?
1: I, I had to produce Magic TV yeah. this week with, with, with Ben. I'm getting there. Yeah. I'm getting there. Yeah. Was it good? By which I mean, <clears throat> it only took me. Uh, about the first 15 minutes just past the intro <laughs> to realize i wasn't recording my own audio and, oh only my God. and i was like uh ben i i think i wasn't recording my, oh my audio God. i wanted to sync up I'm with re- you because i was so nervous something like that would happen <laughs> so we re- i'm glad i caught it then and uh i mean this and this was after like he came on we were on skype show he's both Ben and Ethan are wonderful guys.
0: Oh, they're amazing. I'm about ben. I love
1: those guys. Ethan Sachs and Ben Wernie, they they do a podcast called Lords Unlimited. You absolutely should listen to it. And, like, I think it's great. If, if you listen to Limited, if you like Limited and you want to level up your Limited, I think it's great. If, if you're competitive, it's very, very competitive focused. But even apart from that, if you're just familiar, you have to be familiar with the Zendikar Rising cards or the current set of cards. But if you just want to hear a podcast, where two people who just really love playing magic and have a ton of enthusiasm for magic and playing magic. Just that, that joie de vie for playing magic. It's great for that. They just clearly, you listen. Up, they just clearly love magic so much and love yeah, magic. Yeah, it's so cool. It's great I, for that. yeah, I,
0: I, I love those guys. I, I watch both their streams a ton. Um, their streams are super fun. They, their names are actually different on on Twitch. It's Lord Tupperware and uh, Mister Metronome. Um but yeah, I could not recommend their stuff more highly. They are awesome and uh it's cool. The latest Magic TV was you, you and Ben and apparently yeah. 15 minutes of dead air that never got recorded. Was,
1: I'm not even sure if it is because I, I couldn't figure out <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to play it back, so I sent a long note to Kaylee, our editor, oh saying, my God. "I think the first 15 minutes is one-sided conversation. I'm so sorry. I couldn't figure out how to cut it out. I should have stopped the recording and started a new one, but I didn't think about that." You
0: the can time. you can let an editor handle it as long as it was they were both yeah. recorded. That Kaylee can sort it out. That that's really sweet, though. I'm happy that the um, I'm looking forward to seeing that episode of Magic of Or <laughs> excuse <laughs> me, Magic <laughs> TV. I'm losing it, Mashi. Magic. Wow.
1: Okay, don't don't worry about it. It it was uh it was really really uh fun though. Yeah. R- great guys. They know a ton about magic. Uh, they're really really good, and I get to use it as I always do for like Magic TV. Just ask them random questions about Zendikar Limited. Like right in the middle of the top eight, I'm like, oh, by the way, so what would you pick? That's really <laughs> you know, funny. You know, just, that like I'm a true a
0: magic film. magic FM episode of just like going off the rails and <laughs> total, total
1: nonsense, total absolute nonsense. That's
0: sweet. Well, those are our plans for our 52nd episode, so I'll make sure they're linked in the show notes, that way you can join the giveaway if you like, A Box of Eternal Master. Eternal Master's a super cool set, so I definitely recommend it. All you have to do is follow the podcast and tell us a cool thing that happened to you this year. Um, the Among Us stream still TBD in terms of scheduling. It's going to be the last week of October, and we'll certainly be tweeting out about it. You'll be able to watch it on Twitch. Um, I think almost everybody in the game is going to be streaming it, so... You can watch from multiple perspectives. It's just a cool thing we wanted to put together to celebrate 52 episodes. Before we go into the actual topics. Oh, go ahead, Mashi.
1: I I need to practice because I played some Among Us. And basically, one, I was running around and I knew who it was and I voted for the person. And I was was like, no, it's her. It's her. And then they voted someone else out. And then we didn't complete our task and died.
0: And then you died.
1: The next two rounds we played, I was like, okay, let me go finish this. And I'm dead. And I just sat there for a bit. And I was like, okay, they, they, they figured yeah. it out. They we'll rope we'll you know, into
0: some practice games, Mosh. That sounds good. Yeah, yeah we'll, yeah, we'll get, get you all, get, all ready more to more. go now that you're an OBS pro and an Among Us pro also. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, before we get into the the episode itself, I did want to do a shout out for ChannelFireball.com, the sponsor of this podcast. Uh, we currently have a really cool Magic Fest in a box offering. Um, let me actually pull up... It's it's a really long set of stuff that's in it, so I, I want to actually read it all all off. Oh my gosh! Unless oh yeah, there's
1: it's just it, there's it's it's
0: actually long, like all the stuff that's in it. So um, here it is, but it's it's uh, actual value is about hundred and eighty dollars. You can buy it for about hundred dollars, and basically this is a really cool thing if you miss magic fests, if you. want to have, like, the Magic Fest experience at home, if you're looking for a gift for someone, this is, like, a really, really cool gift for a Magic player if you know somebody like that. Um, Here's the whole list of stuff. A foil soul ring and a one non-foil soul ring promo, two foil Path to Exiles, and four non-foil Path to Exile promos, four non-foil Lightning Bolt promos, one foil Mutavolt promo, and ten foil Basic Land promos. Um, It also comes with... um, mystery ultra pro magic fest playmat a combo of ultra pro commander sized decks and a hundred sleeves so it's got like infy stuff inside of it um super cool box if you are into that kind of stuff
1: yeah it's a it's a promo palooza um a lot of i mean replicating the community aspect of magic fest I, i think we're all struggling to find that but the other another major aspect right every year for gosh i don't know how long got to be close to 20 years they had <clears throat> Grand Prix promos right
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so promos and then they introduced the lamb promos and there was you know the bolt and the path and all and then the soul ring for command fest. So for
0: the Soul for, Ring for command is for command fest is so cool by the way if you haven't seen it <clears throat> yeah
1: it was unbelievable but one of the things I think that is it started to get really tied to the identity of magic fest were the cool promos and so at least that part we can kind of yeah have a tournament, play with your friends, play for stakes. who knows, you know, have fun.
0: Yeah, there are a lot of cool ways where you can still play uh, magic, like paper magic. Uh, Spell table is one of those ways. I know CFB has put on a couple of events um, where spell table basically is just kind of like a camera that looks over your screen and then you can just play with your cards right there and then you watch your opponent do the same thing and it works really well for stuff like Command Fest Online because you can actually have four cameras so it's almost like you're at the table. I know it's not the same but... Um, those are cool. So be on the lookout for that if you're like itching to play Commander or something like that. A spell table is really cool.
1: Definitely. Definitely agree. Well,
0: alrighty. Davy,
1: even though, I guess both Luis and I thought we'd already addressed this, there was some huge upheaval in the standard environment, I guess standard and historic, on Monday.
0: Wait, aren't we talking about, we're talking about the, mpl pro oh season gosh, announcement totally first are. yep we are
1: <laughs> i'm totally i'm totally out of order here
0: no no that you're is... t- you're completely fine we we actually decided to structure it the other way around and people will understand why in a second so we, wanted, we didn't we, want to we, end up on a sour note let's spoiler yeah, yeah. alert we, we wanted to end up on a happier note so we decided to go with the bad news first
1: so gabby links me this is this was so appropriate by those so true we scheduled this thing, and Gabby links me to the OP update or announcement <laughs> or whatever in Slack. She links me the article, and she goes, "This is your homework for tonight." And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, no, we're not no, talking not about like OP!" This, no,
0: like,
1: no! <laughs> and I I have to I have to be honest. I I go to read it because I'm like, okay, let me. You know, we had a we had this huge episode <laughs> where, I mean, we spent so long prepping for the uh, the OP episode, just trying to figure all the ins and outs out. And I go to read this, and I already told Gabby this 75% of it. I was like going back, scrolling up and down, trying to figure the whole thing out because I was, I was reading it on my phone, like, what's going on here? And slowly I, I get to about 75% in, and I was like, F this. Like, I kind of like, I was like, where does it, you know, okay, challenger this? Okay, that's kind of interesting because, frankly, with all due respect to the members of Team CFB and, and Luis and you know who's in rivals and everything, like I just don't care about any of the rival stuff, any of the MPL stuff. I'm not invested in the splits or how they progress or how they do any of that, because that doesn't really apply to players like me. Not that I'm gonna play in any of the challenger events, but that that's a very narrow audience. And they write this article like this ninety percent of this article should have just been internal to rivals and MPL. Cause frankly, I guess they post it and people will read it, but The rivals, MPL and magic commentators who who do have to understand right. magic commentators
0: actually have to understand this,
1: but it's all BS. It's, it's, it's like a joke. It's almost like a parody of someone trying to make something like obfuscate something to the point of ridiculousness reading this thing.
0: So I can't, I can't express how much I feel the same way because you know, Masha was talking about it earlier today about the show notes for Magic Film, how we have 67 pages of show notes, right? And like, that's one of the things that I feel I, I take a lot of pride in that we do in this podcast is when we talk about topics, we research them, we mm-hmm. look into them, we try to present both sides of the argument fairly and then give opinions on, you know, how we feel about that stuff. And I think that's one of the things we do well. So when I saw that there was this MPL announcement, I'm like, oh my God, all right, time to like put my head down and understand this <laughs> announcement. This, this announcement that's going to basically dictate how pro play is going to happen over the next year, right? Because there were these updates. And so I read it and I read it again. And then I started talking to my friends to try to understand it. And at the end of it, I was just like, Mashi, I, how are we going to talk about this MPL mm-hmm. thing? And then the answer was, hey, what about we talk about the fact that we don't even feel like we can talk about this? Like, how about right. we talk about the fact that this is... It feels like one of those, like, choose-your-own-adventure books that are... When you were reading the article, you would click different things and it just linked you to the same article or linked you to a different page from it was that was awful. not legal from like June. And I find it very difficult that I care about magic so much. I followed Pro Magic so closely, basically, since I started, basically, since I learned that Pro Magic was a thing. And I. We even researched all of this for that other episode, and yes, I still can't explain to you how any of this works, and that makes me feel I think, bad about Pro Magic.
1: Well, okay, so first of all, Pro Magic is dead. I I think Pro Magic is just dead. It's not accessible. I mean, Pat Cox had the best comment on this, where someone was like, "How do you how do you get into the MPL or how do you how do you become a Pro Magic player?" Did you see? And on Twitter, and he replied, "Do really well." Like it was how do how do you get into Pro Magic today or like how do you get into be, become a, prof, a, a professional magic player these days and Pat hawks's reply which was chef's kiss perfect was do really well in the 2018-2019
0: season oh my god he nailed it holy it was holy. just like we a, a always talk about that
1: 18 yeah it's just it's ridiculous and so from my perspective just straight up pro magic is dead it's just not accessible some people got in and they're, they were very very good at the right time and hey Magic's a game of run goods and they ran good at the right time. And some of them are friends of ours. Uh, and God bless them. Like, I'm happy for them. Don't get me wrong. But pro play dead. It doesn't exist. The dream is gone. I, there is no goal for it.
0: I agree. My- it, it's actually such a bummer because I feel like the actual tournaments themselves have been cool. And I know there's been some technological problems. I know these events aren't happening in person. But as far as like the way the tournaments go even with commentators at home and everybody playing from home they actually have looked sweet like they've been f- cool to follow but everything leading up to when the tournament starts and i start watching it it's indecipherable from that point so i don't know there's no it's it, it's really disappointing to me i don't know how you feel about Masha, but I, I feel like i don't know it's dejected are you
1: kidding it's so deflating sasso and i channel fireball president ceo john sasso and i because for years years my dream was to play on the pro tour just once Mm -hmm. make it to pro tour like grind up there play on the pro tour and we joke that we'd make it big and we take a year off and we call it the year that dreams come true where we would just grind and i'd get on the pro tour because he's been on the pro tour but you know we're we're like best friends and i've always wanted to do it he knows that and we'd always joke about the year that dreams come true you know we'd we'd take a year off of work and just I grind infinite magic, know the formats and try to qualify, I would not even, it's just insane. Like that dream is dead. There is yeah. no aspirational goal for professional magic anymore. That is gone. And, and intentionally so. That's what what deflates me is like things can happen. COVID can happen. Speed bumps can hit. When you start to read this stuff, like your reaction, the first thing you said, which was my reaction too, when you were describing how you felt was like, Oh no, another article on OP? Yeah, and it really like, was just like, oh, groan. Oh. And then <laughs> we want, we've talked about this. We want to stay current on things. We we want all of you to be current on things. We feel like we got, to, you know, this is, this is news. We should talk about it. And it's like, geez, now I got to read this thing and try to understand it. And it's just, I, I think that there is a lot of intention behind, tr- I, I honestly do think there's intention behind trying to make this needlessly complex. I don't know why. I, I don't understand why, but... You can't make it this difficult and hard to understand without trying to, right?
0: Yes, this it, it, you you don't just magically arrive at the way Pro Play looks like right now. It it it, it started out complicated and, and this update just added more stuff to it and corrected some stuff previously. But basically, you're just adding more and more and more. And mm-hmm. It's like a Jenga tower in some ways, like in All the base of it is really loose looking and people don't really know what it looks like. I mean, here's the actual summary of this is the takeaway from the article, if you didn't read it. Um, After talking to a bunch of my friends who actually do understand this, they care about it because they're either in the MPL or they follow pro magic and they try to, you know, like stay up to date with it. Basically, if you are a challenger, the top eight challengers from each season champs will get invited to a challenger gauntlet that can make rivals MPL and Worlds from that point. And that's it. That's the update. The rest is just all stuff that is relevant to Rivals or MPL Gauntlet and doesn't affect the majority of people and it's super complicated. That's it.
1: Do you, do you think our friends and, and, like, true friends, I mean, Luis, you know, uh, all of that aside, do you think the best players that are playing Magic today are having an opportunity to play at the best, at the top levels? Because I feel like a gate has been closed. Oh, so absolutely
0: was- not. And I don't mean this, it, like, to be clear, I don't mean this to disrespect absolutely anybody in MPL I'm and rivals or anything. Yeah. But it does feel like if you did well in the 2018 to 2019 season, you got a leg up to be either in the MPL or rivals. And very few people have dropped off. We had a year that basically just carried over because it was such a mess that Wizards was like, okay, we're just going to run it back because the MPL was bad this year. So we're just going to do it again next year. And at this point, it's it both has made a lot of people who are very invested in magic. Someone like Pat, who's been playing magic since forever. He's gone to every pro tour, you know, he's every year he was like platinum or gold. And now he's just like, Man, I'm not really interested in doing this. I don't really want to play the to get top twelve hundred in arena and, and play this thing. And now he just somebody who's it's hard for me to imagine somebody as invested in magic as him to just be off it. And I feel like that's mm-hmm. happened with a lot of people. Like this isn't mm-hmm. just, rel- this is not limited to Pat. A lot of people are experiencing this.
1: Well, and, and so that, that's the invested player. And like the, a player like me, who is like the dream's dead. There's no aspirational goal anymore. And then, and, and maybe people say, well, who cares? Like how much are you spending on magic? What are you really doing? Is that your target audience? Okay, I accept that. The other side of it is new players who come to the game. Like, what is the goal? I mean, it, it, do they really think like, oh, I can get to the MPL? Like, really? You're, you're a new player. I've been. I, I work in this industry. I do not understand how that's possible. Right. So I cannot conceive of a new player going. I want to make it to. the, I guess in yeah. in some like very amorphous way, like I want to make it to the MPL. But when we were younger, I want to make it to the Pro Tour. What am I going to do? Win a PTQ, top sixteen, a GP. Yeah, you knew. Moment.
0: You knew how to get there. Right. It. There was a path to doing it and there there were actually there were multiple paths to doing it and you knew what those paths were and i know in some ways it's not fair because like i know that that avenue doesn't exist right now because of covid but this thing with pro play being the way it is it's not because of covid like we were already here we were already having this problem before covid started and covid made it worse
1: also i mean does it i mean you can run ptqs on arena you can you can run you can run grand prix on arena you can do it it can it can you know i mean it, the path is there the decision to not do it i think has been made but i think the path you could run it would be different but i think you could run op the way it was historically run mm-hmm. through arena i mean i mean you could do it on magic online too but i think arena is probably the preferred platform uh, so i mean the biggest thing is you wouldn't have limited events and that's a whole that's a whole other thing by the way this is a total side note but i also view a lot of the top players today like they're gonna. Every era has its best player.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, I, and this is me, just very selfish, old school. I'm a boomer, big time boomer. Right? I'm probably the definition of a magic boomer. <laughs> when we start talking about Kai and and John Finkel and Nasif and even Luis, they succeeded in a time when you had to excel at limited as well. That is simply not part of the game right now for professional magic. You don't have to crack up. You don't have to draft. You don't have to play a single game of limited. And because I'm older and I'm an old school player, that makes me feel differently about the people finding top level success. Now, they're way better at magic than I am. They're probably very good at limited too, but they don't need to show it. They don't need to prove it at the top levels.
0: That's funny that you mentioned that. That reminds me of something that I remember thinking back when I first started watching the pro tour. So this is back when I, I, I got into magic through limited. So I didn't play very much constructed um and i remember the first time i watched pt coverage with bk actually and he told me about it like he told me that pt coverage existed i didn't even know this was a thing um and he's like yeah you want to watch it it's this is like the tournament where they're gonna basically pick the champion like the 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 best magic player for the season is gonna come out of this and i'm like yeah that sounds really cool so we watched the pt and i think this might have been the one that like kibler won a long time ago maybe like around hawaii
1: that's Honolulu. Holy crap. Is that like shards?
0: It, no. It, no, no, no. It's o- old. it's older than that. But it's it's a, still a really long time ago. I don't know. It might have been the PT that Tom Martel won with spirits. and a, Okay. Uh, he was wearing that scarf. I can't remember exactly. Anyway, while we were watching it, I remember being like really into the limited piece because I, you know, I knew that draft format. So it was really cool to watch them play it. And then they went into standard and I was like, oh, my God, they have to be good at both formats. It like blew my mm. mind and i remember that being such a crucial part for me like feeling like the pro tour was this really cool thing it's like wow you don't just have to show mastery in your constructed deck you also have to draft great and you have to do it two days in a row and then at the end of that you're the pt champion and that's so cool mm-hmm. and that that always was meaningful to me um i i don't get that feeling anymore
1: now more than ever because standards standard wasn't a bad place we're going to talk about bannings now so it's, it's 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 a good time to jump but now more than ever in the sense that for the last year, Standard's been in an awful place. With I mean, it, it's been horrible gameplay. It has felt way more like who's on the play, who's on the draw, more than who made the right metagame choice. There are no metagame choices in Standard for the last year, I'd say. it's Here's the best deck, play the best deck, right? Now, today, on Friday, this is, we're recording on Friday, but on Monday, there were these bannings and I think that's changed a lot. And, and there were good banning, good changes. <clears throat> and now it's a wide open format for the present. We'll see how long that lasts. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um, so so let's go into bans. Because anyway, that's part of the reason we wanted to lead with the uh, state of pro play. <laughs> Neither Mashi nor I feel very good about the state of pro play. And we don't want to end up the podcast on like just a yeah. very negative note. I guess... Just to put a bow on that, I kind of... What would you do, Mashi? Like, what would you like to see in terms of, like, something that would give you hope for State of Pro Play?
1: You know, honestly, that's a great question and I've thought about it and I've had to handle a lot in in, in my own time with CFP events and with channel Fireball, even still, historically and still today, if it were to come up, I've had to handle a lot of PR. Yeah. And I know you've done that too. I honestly think they could burn the current system to the ground. I was
0: going to say the same. I wanted them to just and say like, you know what? We tried all the stuff. It didn't work. Let's go back to basics and just make yep. a simple system.
1: Yep. Like part of why this is getting out of hand is I think that they're too worried about the, what is it? 32 players in the MPL or or whatever, however many people it is in the MPL and rivals making a change and having them go, oh my God, you've heard REV and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, okay, we did. This is a terrible system because I think most of them know it's a terrible system. It favors yes. them, but they know it's a ter- terrible system. And the rest of the magic audience would be like, yeah, this is way better. And the vast majority of the magic audience who don't follow this are going to be like, huh, what are they, what, What's? What are you guys talking about? We don't even know what you're talking about. Also, so, it's,
0: it's entirely possible for them to make a system where the people who are currently in the MPL continue to be in that spot. But the system is just completely different in a way that's actually understandable to people. Like, I don't necessarily think that everybody in the MPL needs to get kicked in order for this thing to happen. I think that they can just try to really simplify the system and just have the current MPL, the way it exists, be like the people who would have basically made it last year. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, they they can do that. The MPL, I don't want to bag on the MPL because if I was one of the MPL, I'd be like, great. I love it like so i I've, i think that they're doing nothing wrong they're doing everything right and they're making money playing a game that they love and you know god bless them for that but i also think that the way that they just got automatically renewed for a year means they've already gotten that year yeah they that's don't true The that. they it, don't
0: you, and, less of a standing to complain for sure i do think yeah. like to everybody who is in the MPL or anybody who listens to this like i think it's good like I think I'm happy for the players who are in it. I just totally wish for a better system for the state of Magic as a whole.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you know a lot of people, a lot of them feel that way too. I think so sharing. too. They are friends of ours <laughs> and yeah. so we know this. Um, <laughs> but I do think like I don't think it'd be would there be some backlash? Sure. Do I think it would be an absolute PR nightmare? No. I think burn it to the ground, rebuild it in in a simple way that makes sense. Sure. Give whoever is currently invested and has status. If you want to give them status, by the way, a lot of them are some of the best players in the world, and they're going to get favored in any OP system because they're just going to win more magic. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, that's the other shoot. thing.
0: It's not like they were all born with a like with a spoon in their mouth. Like they, they, a lot of them had to get there because they were very good at magic. Clearly, they're probably yes. fine in a different OP system where yeah. the best people rise to the top. So
1: anyway, yeah, that's that's our little it.
0: bow on the subject. Let's all burn it all down. You heard it your first. <laughs> Um, but we can move on to better news. Um, there was a huge, ginormous ban announcement earlier this mm-hmm. week. Uh, it was so big that we thought we had already talked about it on Magic of It's <laughs> that, that, that big. Um, I think
1: it's just because we've probably talked about it both with each other and with others endlessly since it happened. So we just figured we'd covered it, you know?
0: Yes, I think so too. Um, so let me read the ban announcement and then we can go over what we think. Um, so yeah. on... Monday. This Monday, um, banned and restricted announcement in standard. Omnath, Locus of Creation is banned. Lucky Clover is banned. Escape to the Wilds is banned. In historic, Omnath, Locus of Creation is suspended. Teferi Fairy Time Reveler is banned. Wilderness Reclamation is banned. Uh, Burning Tree Emissary is unsuspended. Yes. Brawl. <laughs> Omnath, Locus of Creation is banned. Effective date October twelfth. All right, Masha. Let's go through each format. What are we thinking about standard?
1: Omnath, obviously, Lucky Clover. I mean, if we rewind, I when the original banning happened, I was saying Uro, Lucky Clover, Omnath. So I'm 100% on board with Omnath and Lucky Clover getting banned. I think that was totally necessary. Escape to the Wilds is a bit of a head-scratcher for me. I, I didn't think it was a problem, um, especially if you got rid of Omnath. But maybe there was something I wasn't seeing. I mean, if it, if you're trying to stop Ramp, I just think Lotus Cobra is a bigger problem probably than Escape to the Wilds. But um, I, I'm not going to complain. I'm very, very happy with the move. I think I'd said like it's going to happen before November first, so we definitely hit that. I am, I don't. It's like I don't want to be critical because this is such a good move, and and I, I I hate to be critical when someone makes the right move. Um, but I will say to me, I think this was something that. The powers of be at Wizards of Coast knew needed to happen before the grand finale. And they had it teed up to go right right on Monday following. Yeah. And I really wish, I really wish they'd done it before. I think it would have been better gameplay. I think it would have been a better event.
0: Something interesting um, that happened leading up to this ban announcement. Oh yeah. Is that the detectives they put their little super sleuth cap on. Uh so basically when you create a URL for a website, um, specifically Uh, announcements on Daily mtg they come with a date um, because the date corresponds to the date it gets published um so somebody got smart and tried to find what the url would have been for that date and instead of seeing an error they saw that it was there was no permission to see that page
1: you're not authorized yeah so then
0: they sussed it out and said huh that, doesn't, that means that there is something teed up to come out on Monday morning that looks like a BNR announcement, and I can't access it yet. And that was available before the Grand Finals. So like, apparently this, we don't know, of course, but apparently this was teed up quite a bit before the Grand Finals happened, and people realized that. So it seems like Wizards was very much aware that these bands were going to have to happen after the Grand Finals. And... Maybe they just didn't want to do it before the grand finals, but it seems like that page existed for a while, which is really weird.
1: Well, it could have been, you know, after deckless submission, so they know the meta, they see what's being submitted, and maybe that's when they make their decision. But I mean, I'm I'm not some magic genius, and maybe Luis is, but like these were pretty obvious ban. Targets. Yeah, like, I, I agree. It's not like... To, you know, I didn't need to see the deck list for the grand finale, you know? So I think that... Um, and, and I just don't... Under, I Again, they made the right play and I don't want to beat up and I don't want to dunk on Wizards when I, I really think they did the right thing here. And I'm sure it was painful in a lot of ways. But I think the grand finale would have been an amazing tournament if these cards had been banned before.
0: Me too. I, I think it would have been a just a fantastic tournament. Because all Omnath all the way down... Um, to answer your question, by the way, uh, the one about why Escape to the Wilds, I, uh, they had they had a bunch of notes and speculations of what they thought might happen, which I actually agreed with. The They thought that Escape to the Wilds was the kind of card that is really powerful in a ramp strategy because, you know, like, remember how we talked about ramp and one of the problems that ramp has sometimes is that you ramp into nothing. Like, you get all your rampers and you're like, where's my payoff? Mm-hmm. And there's no payoff. Uh, Escape to the Wilds is definitely that card. Like, it's that payoff. And not just that, it also draws you a bunch of stuff, plus lets you play another land, and you get to do it for two turns, so it's very powerful in that kind of deck. So it, yeah. part, of, part of banning that, uh, they did say, is that this has just been like a big thing that's been going on in Standard for a while, and so they just didn't want they don't want Omnath to be gone, and the immediate next thing that people went to was just try to make Escape to the Wilds decks. They were just like, nah, let's just make the Standard format different. You're gone, Escape to the Wilds, which I actually really liked as a ban.
1: I'm good. Like I, I I do think the time has come to be aggressive. Don't make mistakes. Like don't don't ban don't underban right now because we need to prune the trees and make sure everything's in good shape.
0: Yeah. So so I liked I liked the bands too. Uh when we were talking about it, both you and I were on the band Omnath, Lucky Clover and Uro, initially only Uroga band. Two weeks went by. <laughs> now Omnath, Lucky Clover, and Escape to the Wilds was banned. We never actually considered a to the w- Escape to the Wilds when we were talking. No. But now that no. it's happened, I'm like super on board with it.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm fine with it. I, I I have no objection to it. It's like they they could have banned. If they banned Ember Cleave, I would have probably been up in arms. But they could have banned just about anything as long as they took Clover and Omnath. And frankly, I would be willing to lose the Cleave to lose clover and Omnath, so really tip of the hat i think wizards did the right thing here and i'm just glad they did you know thank you for banning those cards
0: yeah that was really good then the other bands make sense um the lucky clover ban basically is there because if you get rid of omnath and adventures becomes the most popular deck by, by a lot so they got ahead of that ban lucky clover doesn't mean that that deck i mean part of it is they didn't want to just like nerf the deck entirely they just wanted to leave it around but not have it be as good so you know there's still like stuff like edge innkeeper those cards are still good in that kind of deck but lucky clover which is just like a very very hard to interact with permanent from that deck because it's an artifact people don't always have main deck hate or anything like that even sideboard hate sometimes is um hard to draw so then lucky clover gets banned and those were the standard clover- bans
1: clover is an insane I talked about this in the Monday meta clover is an insane card it's a two mana artifact you get the effect for free yeah I'm a I'm a boomer in my day that cost five mana and it was for instant and in sorceries and if you wanted to double the effect you had to pay three colors <laughs> and, it, and it was the legendary artifact it was called Marari so oh just my like, gosh <laughs> the things like that like lucky clover is ridiculously powerful it is so unbelievable you get to double up for nothing it, it it's Yes, I'm glad it's gone. Edge one Keeper's fine. It's a one-one. If you can't if 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 a one mana one one is causing you that much grief, I mean there there's yes. so many answers. If you
0: to want that. to deal with a one-one in magic these days, you you can. <laughs>
1: you yes. can
0: beat a one-one if you want.
1: You can there's even a spell, like there's an MDFC that you can do one damage or play a a red mana source tap. So yes, yeah. I yeah. I I, I would have Yes, I'm glad Clover's gone.
0: For sure. So those are the standard bands. We'll talk about where standard is at after we finish talking about the bans. Uh, the next band up was Historic, which was Omnath got suspended, Teferi was banned, Wilderness got banned, and BT was unsuspended. As a footnote, remember Historic has this weird thing that no other format has where cards go into the suspended list. Going into the suspended list doesn't really mean anything because sometimes cards go straight from not banned to ban and not through suspended so it's this like intermediary step that doesn't exist for any real reason as far as i can tell
1: um we're it, ready to get rid of it right
0: yeah I, I hate it i think it's really bad but it's teferi was suspended and it has upgraded into being banned and so was wilderness wreck was also suspended upgraded into being banned and Omneth got suspended, which technically means it could get unsuspended. But you know what? Cards that are in the ban list also can get unsuspended. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, is. And, and, it and Burning make Tree any military, sense, dude. Why is it like this? It's happened twice now, right? So Burning weird. Tree now has been unsuspended, and I, I did was it Golos or Field of the No Field of the Dead got unsuspended, uh, right? And now, then then it got banned.
0: Uh n- what was the card that went straight from not suspended to banned?
1: No, no, no. There have been two cards that have gone from suspended to unsuspended. One is Burning Tree emissary now. The other the one other was like,
0: Fields of the Dead, and it got banned.
1: Right. Yeah, <laughs> then, they, then they they un, they unsuspended it, and then they banned it. And it's like, oh my god, you guys, like,
0: oh my god, what, you're right. And this is do? also wasn't this the episode Mashi where we're, where I was like, Mashi is an hour of devastation in MK yes. Remastered?
1: <laughs> yes, yes, are like. And I was like, I, I didn't know what the card did, and I looked it up, and I was like, Oh my god, this is insane! <laughs> what is happening here?
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? Maybe it's great that the suspended, unsuspended thing exists because it, it provides quite a good amount of entertainment.
1: It, it's it's nonsensical. Yeah. It it is just nonsensical.
0: Anyway, so so being suspended is like this, like um, I don't know.
1: You're in you're in timeout. Yeah. You're you're in
0: some sort of timeout or. Like you're, it's like Magic Card Purgatory. Like maybe you'll <laughs> you'll get banned, or maybe you'll come back to life. Um, so World Wilderness Wreck, nothing new there. We kind of expected those to be gone when they got good suspended. Riddance. Yeah, good riddance. Omnath also. Wizards said that they thought, um, even though Omnath is better in Standard, it was basically too dominant in in Historic, and that made them not really want it there. It-
1: It was a larger percentage of... Was it a larger part of the metagame in the historic part of the Grand Finale than the standard part? I think it might Uh,
0: have been. So Omnath was less popular in historic than standard, but it was still popular enough that they were just like, nah.
1: Are you sure? Were there less Omnaths in the historic portion?
0: Yeah, the the article literally says, quote, Omnath was less popular in historic, but to, quote, ensure greater diversity and health of the format or health for the historic meta, Omnath locus of Creation is suspended.
1: Was that in general and historic or at the grand finale i remember i remember that might the have been in thinking, general
0: and historic yeah. i'm not actually sure i i don't have the full article on me i just have the the show notes that yeah, i pulled no out it's
1: because i remember i remember looking at it and being surprised that more of the players but i'm terrible at math so i'm i'm <laughs> totally happy to be wrong here i remember thinking that there was more omnath than the historic portion the standard portion and being and, and having that I, and being shocked and that very by well
0: that. may be true i'm not actually yeah. sure about the numbers on from the actual tournament
1: Omnath um, being suspended in historic, by the way, with all this talk of suspended versus banning, I feel like it's a fait accompli. She's gonna get banned. But they're like, well, we've got this suspended thing, so we should use that It's like it's like people are gonna get mad if we just ban it and put it on suspended. Heads up, nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cares. Just ban her. So
0: yeah, agreed. The other thing that was kind of notable is Burning Tree Emissary was unsuspended. Uh we talked about when BT was suspended initially, and I think if I remember correctly, Masha, we both thought that was kind of a ridiculous ban. It
1: or excuse me, not ban. Suspension. Suspension. <laughs> suspension. <laughs>
0: um we, we both thought it was kind of unwarranted. Um and now the the reasoning that they gave was that now that there is more cards in Historic because Ammon Cat Remastered was printed in there, plus Jumpster was in there, the power level of Historic has gone up, and thus it's okay to have BT in there. I still think that ban was just really weird. Like, I don't understand why that
1: happened. It made no sense. I'm so happy to see her back. I love Gruul in Historic, and she's just great. Like, she's she is a great... I mean, she creates really powerful Embercleave draws. Right. All of a sudden, you know, you can double or triple spell on turn two with creatures, you are going to cleave them to death the next turn, right? It's going to get out of hand quickly. Yeah. And I like Ember Cleave. I know it's very powerful, but I I think it's just, I think it's a very powerful but fair card. And having it be good in a format, I think, is means it's a good format. I
0: I like BTA a lot. bt is one is a pretty exciting card. Um, because I don't know, it just leads to these really explosive draws, and sometimes when your opponent just goes BT, 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 something else, you're like, "All right, well, whatever, I could never win this," and you just move yeah. on with your life. But like, that's the reason to that's part of the reason to play that deck. So I don't know. Let the BTE players have their fun. Like this isn't like people playing Omnath or Oko. It's nowhere right. close to the same thing.
1: Sh- it's not like you're gonna top deck a BTE in your time of need and be like, "All right, yeah, I'm oh, there. oh
0: wow, we're back in this <laughs> game, <got> baby."
1: <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna happen. Trust yeah. me, I've done that. So. Uh, Yeah, very, very happy to see her unsuspended. Of course, we also saw Omnath banned in Brawl. I have yet to play a single game of Brawl. So
0: one of the things that was funny about the Omnath ban in Brawl was that people were like, oh my God, Brawl is still a thing. (laughs) Because, you know, I like Brawl. I have played Brawl. Um, Brawl was very unlucky to have Oko be like the thing that was going on while Brawl was going on. Because... I think a lot of people were excited about Brawl, went into it, just all like, yeah, cool, this is like our commander, except it's on Arena. This is going to be fun. And uh, Oko in particular is so bad in a format like that because you always have it. You know, it's in Brawl, you get to put it in your command zone, you always get to cast it. And if you're ever playing any card that isn't Omnath, um like you play a legendary creature i I think i've told the story before here on the podcast but i'm like i'm gonna play brawl my friend sunny made a yarok the desecrated deck for me It was supposed to be like one of those decks where like everything has etbs it's Mm -hmm. you know like cool because yarok triggers them twice it's fun right so i'm looking at this deck and it looks awesome i'm so happy that sunny made this deck for me and i play with it like four times every time I played against Oko. And every time I was like, play my Yarok and they go play Oko, like three, three, your Yarok. I'm like, okay, well, I hate this format. This is stupid. Why do I bother? Yeah, yeah. That's just Oko
1: though. That's just Oko.
0: So that, I I just generally think like Brawl kind of ran bad to have Oko be the card that was super prevalent while this was going on. But apparently uh, Omnath was the most popular commander for for Brawl, and so it got banned. Good riddance. Yeah. So
1: cards but, is too good.
0: I don't oh. do you know if they even do brawl stuff on Arena anymore? I honestly am not sure. They they used to.
1: I don't know. Yeah, I don't I know. know either. All all I keep up with is what the draft formats are. Like for instance, Quick Draft Theros Beyond Death is live today. So Oh,
0: TBD went live today? That's cool. Yeah,
1: yeah. A, Did you play I, much T B
0: D when that was out?
1: Nope, never. I didn't play any of it. And I'm too busy spewing gems. Like literally, I am awful at Zendikar Rising Draft. <laughs> I, I don't understand.
0: What are you drafting? Why, why is it going badly?
1: I don't, I can't figure it out. I, I've been making the last two decks I drafted. I, I made some serious players. One of the things I really, I, I just can't get it around my head I will sit there and go, God, I need another land when I have an MDFC in my hand. And I'm like, oh my God, why didn't I just play it as a land? And I keep doing that. And it's driving me nuts. I'm like, dude, Mosh, what? Because I talk to myself a lot when I'm playing. I'm like, yeah. what are you thinking? You know, but in my when I'm looking at Arena, it's just a spell in my head. And and then today, oh my God, I, I did play a game earlier today, and it was the most I kept the three island Roosted Drake's hand. Okay. And I was playing Blue Red Wizards, and I was like, all I need is another mana, preferably uh red, because I had like the, the guy that pings you every pings a target every time you play a wizard or a spell and I had double of the three yeah mana that one guy's that pretty good you. and and so I I was set but I was like it doesn't matter because if I have a roosted drakes I'm I have a bunch of um I have a bunch of kicker stuff so I'm gonna be set. If I had just drawn a fourth land on turn four I would have been fine. I didn't draw my fourth land until turn five and it was a freaking... uh MDFC. So it came into play tapped, So yeah. it wasn't even like I got it till turn six. And then by then, like that one mana was so, so crucial. And I died the turn before I was going to kill my opponent. Oh, and I tilted so hard. I was like so yuff. angry about it. But yeah, I don't know what's going on. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm misevaluating cards. And one of the things I think I need to do better is really look at what is my deck trying to accomplish while I'm drafting. Mm-hmm. And I I think I'm getting too in my head with like trying to read signals and pivot. It's like no, you've got a pretty good like you know black red thing going here. Forget forget the forget the clerics that are showing up here. Like you you seem pretty set as opposed to you know jump jumping. Yeah, ship, so.
0: no, that's interesting. I was curious because I I find Zendikar Rising Draft to be quite good. Like I think this format is very good. Um, I always reserve my opinion until I've played it a good amount because I feel like people are always like on day one. Being like, this is the fastest format in the world. It's like it's day one. Like you you can't yeah. make those, yeah, you can't figure that out yet. But now that the set's been out for a while, I've played it a good amount. I think the set's really good. Um I, I, think, do, no, I think I think it's do, a great format. Yeah.
1: I'm terrible. I do, at think,
0: it, I do think it's one of the trickier formats, draft formats in recent memory. Mm-hmm. Because unlike a lot of sets, the the um MDFCs, what is it? Modal, I just call them the modal cards.
1: Modal double face cards yes I, I
0: never i the whatever the modal cards <laughs> the modal cards make uh deck building really tricky um and you can sometimes just splash cards that are like modal cards just mm-hmm. like 3 of them or whatever um mm-hmm. to the point where i have gotten a lot of just seeing other people draft or seeing how other people are doing their builds and everyone's approaching it in a different way and I think that's helped me with it but I remember when I first started this format too I was like I was just doing awful and I was like wow I feel like I'm like really caught up in my head I don't know what's going on here so I I would recommend maybe listening to Lords Limited or yeah. Limited Resources I think they do a lot of they're, they're gonna do a lot of talking about that stuff
1: both are great yeah both, yeah. both are really great for that and uh, they it's it's funny because the reason those podcasts are good, and, and th- this is the thing about, and, and I will say constructed resources is similar, but to some degree, and this is Marshall and, and Ben and Ethan are amazing, constructed resources to some degree, it's they're very good. BK and Luisa is very good. And sometimes it gets too cerebral. Like It's it's like that half level up where it's like, I don't think I'm quite connecting. They're too God. good they're for, okay. for us poor muggles. I'm, I'm just being honest about it. Whereas I feel like Ben and Ethan and Marshall, part of why their podcasts are great, the, these podcasts, is they ask questions and they present answers to the exact things. I'm like, holy crap, I have thought that. I have struggled with that. I it's like it's like they were in my brain like two drafts ago when and this you And you put it in a podcast. And you put it in a podcast and answered it. And that that's the secret. Honestly, it's the secret to a great podcast where you, you see a topic you like and you're like, oh, okay, oh, I'm interested in this and all of a sudden they start answering the questions or the issues that you're actually interested in, the things that piqued your interest mm-hmm. and I think that both LR and Lords Limited. I, I mean, I'm, I'm such a stan for both those podcasts now because I'm, I'm playing tons of limited. Yeah, but no, they're, I really they're, think they're, they're really, really awesome.
0: Well, yeah. so we we were super derailed. Um, but Seneca Rising <laughs> Draft is really good, by the way. If you it.
1: I recommend it. I do recommend it. Look, uh, do, does do you know? I'll, I'll try to get us back here. Do you know what Luis is planning on playing at the showdown this weekend?
0: Um, no, I don't actually know. He is the final boss. It's the he showdown the end is end. tomorrow. So
1: you're not? Are you are you playing or no?
0: I thought about playing in it, but it's just been a super busy weekend and I just didn't register. I, I do know, actually, what a great segue, Mashi, because this weekend is going to be the first big standard... T- the, the CFP Pro Showdown is going to be the first um like big standard tournament since the bans. And yeah. obviously, this is pretty early. Like the, the, the data we have is still pretty fresh, but initially... Basically, the entire format was Omnath and four color stuff, like four color mm-hmm. Lucky Clover, but four colors, like adventures ish sort yeah. of thing. And now we are seeing a, a wide array of decks that are popular. And obviously, we don't know what the best one is yet or like. You know how sometimes like a format looks wide open and then it becomes pretty clear, like, oh, it's Omnath all the way down, and then nobody plays anything else. But right now we're seeing the following decks rise to the top. Mono Red, UB Rogues, Gruel Adventures, Ractos Midrange, Demir Control. And they're all showing up a good amount. So yeah. I I don't know. I am I have not played standard myself, but I am hopefully optimistic of where things are trending towards. Like I have from a lot of people who have been playing recently have said good things to say about standard, and it feels like it's been a while since that's been the case.
1: It's it's pretty crazy. You know, I uh because of the Monday meta, Martin is kind of like my go-to where I'll just ping him and be like, Hey, what's the best deck? I mean, he he he, he curates the power rankings for historic, but he plays a ton of standard because he has to, he's in the MPL, right? So I ping him all the time, like, what's the best deck? What's the best second standard? What's, what's the best? And he's like, honestly, I just don't know.
0: That's so sweet. And
1: I, and I told him, like, that is, I am so happy. That's I, the best answer you could him. have given me. I, was, I told him, like, <laughs> that is the best. And, and I actually said, I was like, okay, forget the best deck. Just give me the top, give me the top three. You know, and he's like, I, I don't know. And I was like, that's the best answer. I'm so happy you just said that. Like, it's the best answer you could have given. Thank you. Thank God. Yeah. That's I will say this. I have this deep hope in my heart, in my soul, that this holds. That the metagame meta actually is diverse, that it's good. Not just for magic in general. That would be good. But honestly, like, look, I gave Wizards a really bad time about not learning the lessons from Oko, right? Because they didn't, they didn't like, ban right away. But they did learn some lessons. And one of them that they learned is they banned fairly quickly and they banned everywhere, right? That, they didn't do that. Remember with Oko, I was like, and now Oko's banned here. Tune in next week for the next format Oko's band in, And now Oko's band yeah. here was. Here they, they just cut Omnath. Yeah, on the,
0: here this announcement was like and Omnath has gone in standard and it's gone in historic and even Brawl, which once mm-hmm. again, people were kind of laughing about that band. Uh,
1: so my Yeah, hope but is it was if, if, all like this. If, if what we see now, right, is a great healthy format, the lesson can be, hey, you, we did it again. We printed something way OP, but guess what? If we take quick, decisive action And ban this card. We think it's going to be a healthy format. Remember what happened when we banned Omnab. And I really hope that that happens. Because it'll be wonderful if that's one of the big takeaways here. Like, hey, we pushed it. We pushed it too far. If we change it, though, it's going to be wonderful. People are going to love magic again. And fingers crossed. Yeah,
0: me too. I am hopefully optimistic about what we're seeing. And, And it's actually going to be interesting because we will see a bunch of... We're going to have information about what people are playing at the CFP Pro Showdown. And uh yeah. yeah, I have no idea what Luis is planning on playing for this, but I like it it's so cool to finally see like, whoa, wait, a variety of decks in my standard format mm-hmm. in 2020?
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's, I mean, what's gonna be in the top eight? We don't know. Yeah. You know, the discussions we've been having, like a week ago would have been, well, Gabby, how many omnaths do you think are gonna be in the top eight, right? Yeah. And now it's like, what's gonna be in the top eight? Yeah, we don't know. So that
0: that is pretty exciting i am looking forward to both seeing the showdown and seeing what decks come out as popular from this because i think this will inform kind of where standard is at. and i'm overall very happy with this ban announcement like i think everybody's feeling the whiplash to some degree it's just like mm-hmm. i can't even remember what's banned and in which format it's banned it just feels like we've had so many bands over the last year two years maybe i don't even know i'm losing track um But if the end result is that we've learned some lessons about how to make a more balanced standard format, which I hope is the case, and that these bands made it so that standard is now a diverse format, which I'm also hoping is the case, you know, that's a pretty good place to be.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. In the end, like I said, I don't want to dunk on Wizards too much. We got where we wanted to be, and we should just be happy with that. Yeah, I'm taking this as a victory. Right, right. And I mean, yes, will we be upset if this happens again and the same actions don't occur in rapid succession? Yes, we will. But let's give them the chance to do that. All right, Gabby, that does it for this week. We, you know, we weren't sure what we're going to talk about. We got there. There was tons to talk about. Oh, the one thing I did want to mention is uh, you pointed this out Kibler had tweeted out like there there were more bannings.
0: Oh my like, gosh, yes!
1: In the last twelve months, in the last fifteen years, and he wasn't just was like I haven't done the math on this. Well, of course, our resident mathematician at Channel Fireball, Frank Carston. Did the math, and it turns out in the pat of the bands in the last 15 years, 56% of them were in the last 12 months. 56% of oh, the standard bands half. in the last 15 years have been in the last 12 months. So we'll see. Cal time is still yet to come. We'll see what comes.
0: Mashi, it's so funny because we started out this podcast a year ago talking <laughs> about how we did how we were always talking about bands. And well, I guess it's time for Mashi and I to talk
1: about bands <laughs> against
0: this one.
1: Gabby, if they write the ship, are we just gonna have to end the podcast? Yeah, like, what's what gonna, gonna happen to about? Magic
0: FM after there's no bands? Are we gonna have anything it's, to talk
1: about? <laughs> it's gonna be so weird if they don't have bands Just anymore, we start
0: so. an episode and it's like, Hey Mashi, were there bands this week? No. All right. No. Okay. Well, it was nice checking in with you. Bye. Yeah.
1: Great. Great. Have a, have a wonderful week, everyone. Thank you. We'll always have we'll, we'll always have organized play to talk about. Something. So at that point, we will probably just want to end the podcast. So, all right. Well, there you have it. Thanks for hanging out this week. It's a it's been a little bit later. We we got busy this week doing a bunch of stuff. So I know the podcast drop a little bit later. But if you're listening to the podcast, please be sure to hit subscribe. We appreciate that. Check out the video. We do we do a video and we post it on YouTube. We post it on Channel Fireball. Dot com So we're a lot of fun. I think we're a lot of fun. So check that out if you will. Give us a follow on Twitter at MagicFM Podcast for the podcast. You can find me, Mashi Scanlon, at Mashi Scanlon across all social media platforms. You can find her, Gabby Spartz, at Gabby Spartz across all social media platforms. Also streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Gabby Spartz, uh, about four or five days a week, right? It's about right. So check her out there. We'll be back next week with more from... Magic FM and hopefully some very, very exciting CFP Pro Showdown deck and a whole new exciting type two. two Ah, I almost made it. No, you lost. (laughs) I almost made it. A whole new standard. It's always type two in my brain. It's always type two in my brain. Hello, fellow children. What's good in type two today? (laughs) (laughs) I know Dennis blew me up in Slack on Twitter with that. I I I did did it out later. It was so good. I was I was were you were you on that call where I was like we need to really push I was CFP not on the pro. call
0: but I saw it on slack and then I saw it on twitter and you just did it right now so yeah we, well, we'll find out what's good in type 2 next week so you We, we,
1: we were, uh, were literally on a call and I was like we have to advertise the clash we have to advertise CFP pro it's a whole new meta this is so exciting like what's good in type 2 now
0: <laughs> and, I'm and so, so glad they called you out on it that is oh man Dennis, a that, that hero. is
1: <laughs> that is my life. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. Uh, check out CFB Pro. Check out ChannelFireball.com. If you do make a purchase at either spot, use the code MAGICFM. That supports Gabby and I and all of our content. We surely do appreciate that. That does it for this week. Until next week, be wonderful to yourselves. Be wonderful to each other. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.